Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. What you want, I got what you need. Shorty, what you want, I got what you need. Shorty, what you want, I got what you need. Off a new thing, couldn't take it all, so I gave her un change. She called me top shot, so yeah, I keep a few things. Champion sound, yeah, I got a few rings, and I'm all the way up. And you can stay up. And if you ask anybody where I live, they point to the hills and say, Go all the way up. With the gold chains, Himalayan broken cocaine, lit it up. Pop, I hit him up, I'm so color money. Purple yin and blue germ, I got brown lira. I ain't talking about raw switch, I'm not going by agri- That means I'm on the way up. And you can stay up. P.O. say I can't get high, hop in the helicopter, Uber said. Go on the way Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time that we spend with each other for about an hour on a great Sunday morning. It's the 15th of January, Martin Luther King's birthday. I want to wish him a happy birthday. Five days before we are get a new president. I don't know how you feel, people, but it's going to be some issues. I'll just say that with the incoming regime. And uh, when I say regime, uh, that's exactly how I mean it, regime. (sighs) Is it a president that we're going to have or is it going to be a dictator? That can be debated. From what we've seen right uh, before he takes office, I'm talking about Donald J. Trump and company, with a huge disapproval rating. And it's just going to get worse once he starts doing things that most people 
that voted for him for whatever reason realize that in, in their own best interest they didn't want but going to get it's going to go up the his, his disapproval rating is going to go up guaranteed people the writing was on the wall you just refused to read it and now you're going to, we're going to suffer the consequences for at least four years. For those that are active, for those that know that there are other ways to proverbially skin a cat, the target is 2018, meaning midterm elections come up 2018 you can change the face of the house of representatives the majority which the republicans have if you're just dis- dis- uh, the um you're not happy with, with the way the things are going and from what i can see and a lot of other people like me can see there's going to be a lot of disapproval and a lot of disarray so i think these guys are going to try to get everything they can possibly get in because they know it's it's going to be curtains come 2018 when uh, the House of Representatives uh, uh, elections are up or in. Be aware and stay informed because it's going to be a heck of a ride from January 20th. Believe me that. And for those who are of the on the other side of the aisle that are still in denial that this is the way to go, you'll be the first to say, well, I, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. This is not what I signed up for. This is not what, he, what the, they told me. If you had any common sense in all God's creation, if you weren't so blinded about getting Obama and his um, uh, party out of office, you would have realized what you're asking for is not what you're going to get. Billionaires and millionaires are going to take over the office of the presidency and they're going to look out for themselves. It's not going to look out for what you thought Mr. Trump was going to take care of the middleman, the average, average Joe. No, he's going to take care of every average Joe's boss. Not you. You could believe that. And if you, and if you're, if you're, don't believe it. You're in denial. It's right in your in front of your face. And you won't believe it. You're just so blinded about getting rid of the, our first black president and anybody who thinks like him that you don't think straight. Just look all the flaws. That's all I can tell you. Just look all the flaws and things that have come up over the last year leading up to him being elected 
by the Electoral College, not by the popular vote. And all the, uh, yeah, all these scandals and all the lies he has told. And yes, he has told a lot of lies because if you fact check a lot of what he said, if he's talking about fake news, well, he pushes out fake news almost every day that he speaks. But for whatever reason, whether it's his dealings with Russia, whether it's some of his, uh, his cabinet members dealing intimately with Russia, assaulting women, ripping off uh, small business owners, not paying people that do work for him, ripping off people of a so-called scheme of his Trump University. I can go on and on. All that's been overlooked. If that was uh, on uh, somebody on the other side, and then you say Hillary is crooked, not even coming close To, to Mr. Orange. Not even coming close. Just look at it. Not even coming close. But you all over, overlook that because you want to get the black man and anybody who thinks like the black man out of office. It's got to be a better way. Well, first thing on the agenda, they're going to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Or by some people say it's Obamacare. And believe it or not, and, and I'm not telling you out of, out of line or out of sorts. This is not a lie. There's a lot of people that think Obamacare and the Avoidable Care Act are two different things, where they are the same. So if you go to, a, and I'm just saying, if you go, it, it's been on, documented on TV. You walk up to a person, how do you feel about Obamacare? Oh, it's got to be, we got to get rid of it. How do you feel about the Affordable Care Act? Oh, we should keep that. It's the name. And you know why it's the name? It's obvious why the name is. It's obvious why the Republican uh, Congress didn't want to cooperate with their new president, Obama. Everybody says, oh, he, he... didn't want to do anything with the Republican Congress. Um, and, and that's why things didn't get done. No. Mitch McConnell and company said, from the beginning, we're going to do everything in our power not to let get this um, uh, uh, president to succeed. What about the American people? Really? How about Mr. Trump? Now, th- this, is, this is ironic, and I, and I hate to go on a tangent because this is about the fantasy football, but I'll go on a tangent anyway. But this is my show, and I can do that. Call the first African-American president, an illegitimate president, a Muslim, um, and he doesn't, he's not even an American citizen. For years, for years, and then when President Obama brought out his birth certificate, still said he wasn't legitimate American citizen, which is totally ridiculous because if anybody knows about anything, you can't run for president unless you are a legitimate born in this country. 
And <laughs> so that's a joke. So anybody who was on that bandwagon, and a lot of them, the majority of them were Republicans, along with Donald Trump, it was just to delegitimize the first black president. And it was obvious. Wall Street, look, look, look at the stock market and how things have, have improved. He was handed an absolutely horrible economy from a Republican president. Now, things aren't perfect, but they're a hell of a lot better than they were when he took over. But Trump's whole thing with America is, is, is doing so bad, absolutely horrible. Now, if America is doing so bad and absolutely horrible, why have um, the rich gotten richer if they were doing so horrible? Just think about that. The rich have gotten a lot richer, and the, and the disparity between the upper one percent and the other ninety nine percent has gotten the the gap has gotten bigger. But America is not doing that great. It's getting worse. How about that? Just think about that. And now, when his presidency uh, is coming about, and people calling him an illegitimate president, he gets offended. Uh, the nominees that are for offices, now they try as much as they can, regardless of what you think. The Republicans, when Obama was, was getting his nominees trying to pass through Congress, they um, had a, a lot of resistance. And now that the Republicans are taking over, they are saying, hey, Let's, uh, can't we all get along? Bring in my esteemed co-host who's been sitting there for about a minute. Uh, I know he doesn't want to talk politics. We're going to talk fantasy football. So let me bring in uh, Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? How you been? Uh, I just want to tell you, uh, I'm on the road right now. So uh, if if I drop, it doesn't mean I hung up on you. It just means we got disconnected <laughs> or something. No problem, so, Jeff. Yeah. No problem. Um, How you been? Well, I'll tell you, I saw this uh, billboard in Jersey City yesterday, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, I, I, it's, I wish I could remember what it said, but it, it looked like Donald Trump, but, but he was made up like the Joker. And it, was, <laughs> it was bizarre. Really? And I'm thinking, you know, he is kind of like the Joker, because <laughs> if, if you were watching a movie a few years ago about someone like Trump getting elected president, you would just be like, no way. No way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm curious. I mean, even a popular president has to deal with constant criticism. It's just yep. it, it's the way it yep. is. And yep. you see, this is the why, why I don't like the fact that Trump has never held public office before. Yep. Because you want that type of experience. And I mean, what? Trump can't take uh, a little criticism from uh, Meryl Streep? I mean, come on. Give me a break. That should yep. roll right off of him. Um yep. This guy scares me, uh, yeah. um, but, you know, we're going to find out h- how well our system works because our founding fathers were very wise. They created a good system. There's a lot of checks and balances, and it's only a four-year term. 
Um, some some of these nominees, though, are, are kind of puzzling based on their background relating to the p- position that they they were appointed to. Yes. And the thing is, uh, in some countries like England, with a parliamentary system, when a prime minister puts a cabinet together, the the cabinet or or people who've already been a, a voted into parliament. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I'll tell you, I wish it was, you know, if the uh, president got elected, he could put his cabinet together from uh, senators and congressmen, because these people already been elected. Yep. You know, it just, you know, one of the, you know, way, way they do things a little different there. I mean, not that it's better, it's, it's a little different, but uh, it means not just anybody could be secretary of state. You already have to be elected to office, you know, uh, and I like what they call uh, the the leader of the rival party or the rival uh, coalition in England the uh, loyal opposition. I like that. That that's a good term. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you though, I, I miss fantasy football already, and <laughs> I've done postseason because I I don't I don't I like I watch some pro hoops, but I mm-hmm. don't know it enough to do fantasy because believe me. If I tried doing fantasy for NBA, I'd be embarrassed, you know. <laughs> and, and also, if, you're, if your knowledge is that weak, it affects other teams. That's why I don't do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe if there was a special league that was just the, uh, you know, Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference, maybe I could hold my own in that. But uh, I, I just don't see myself uh, doing well in an, in an NBA fantasy league. Um, but, uh, you know, I used to do these postseason leagues and this year for practical reasons, I decided not to, and I really miss it. And the postseason leagues can get very complicated because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a few different formats, but the one that I, I did pretty well at and that I like, um, you know, you, you, you do a live draft and you start a real lineup, but you're dealing with 12 teams instead of 32. And that's right. what makes it tricky because it's not just, you know, who's the best player. It's the team is going to stick around in the playoffs. Yeah. And okay. it gets, it can get very complicated. Now also, you know, in those type of leagues, uh, I, I usually take a quarterback in the first round because the thing is, if you miss a starting running back, you could still get a, a running back that's going to get touches every week. You don't get a starting quarterback. That's it. You know, the, no, nobody's. Uh, there's no quarterback by committees in the NFL. Uh, you know, with a handful of rare exceptions, and that's what makes these leagues so complicated. But I, I've I've done very well in the surprisingly well in these leagues. I guess because I'm prepared. But the, also one of the hard things about it is you have months to prepare for a regular fantasy draft. You literally have days less than a week to prepare for the postseason league. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also a shortage of advice. I mean, there's lots of free advice, some of which is good, some isn't, for a regular fantasy draft. Since most people don't do postseason, you just, it's a lot harder to get information. Uh, so, you know, there's some rankings, but n- but not a lot. And uh, uh, But it's fun, and you know what? It, it, it keeps the party going another, you know, four or five weeks because you get – two weeks before the Super Bowl. And I'm just surprised more guys don't do it. But uh, I'm definitely 
I'm gonna, I'm, I got to do it next year. I, it, I just didn't do it this year because I didn't think I'd have time during the short week, you know, because it, it is a very short week to get ready. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking that uh, what you're saying that uh, it's a short window between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the postseason. Right, right. That 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 you have a huge resume because if you got 16 games of right. all the players in the NFL and in fantasy, um, and then it, it's 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 condensed to whatever teams that are in the playoffs. So we should have a pretty big database, so to speak, on the on the on the rest of the players that are fantasy relevant in the uh, postseason. So even though it's a short time, but you got a, um, a, a, a vast array of information. Right. Right. Well, because, but then because, the of, the, thing because is, of the 16, 16 games. So, and it's the, only the down to, players, six, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sorry. The, the good players go like hotcakes because, mm-hmm. you know, there's only 12 out of the 32 teams. So mm-hmm. about halfway through the draft, you're fighting for scraps. So, you know, Late in the draft, you're drafting fullbacks, third-string halfbacks, backup tight ends. Basically, any skilled player, you know, who's on the roster and and, and healthy. Um, I mean, I remember one year uh, I I drafted uh, one of my late picks was Crofonso Thorpe, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, I think his claim was his name. Yeah, he was – the number four or number five wide receiver for the Colts. He, you know, he played for about a half wow. dozen NFL teams. Wow. Yeah, I think he's the only Crafonso, and it's spelled C-R-A-P-H-O-N-S-O, Thorpe. And, uh, you know, the the thing is he did get some garbage time, so he did, he, you know, uh, he had some catches. But this is what you have to do late late in the draft at these postseason leagues, you know. you mm-hmm. you got to know the whole roster, not just the studs, you know? Right. All right, Jeff. Um, I said, I think I said last week um, uh, on Friday or Thursday, whatever, that I was going to do a um, mock draft uh, each month, uh, one or two rounds each month. And um, I don't know, in essence, I don't know how much it's going to change, but um, injury, uh, guys may possibly moving to one team versus the next, uh, if that's all possible, if whether they are free agents or not. And most of these guys that I'm looking at that are in the first round are are entrenched in their t- teams and probably not going to move anywhere, more than likely, um, e- e- due to free agency. Uh, even though one of them is definitely a free agent, probably going to be a franchise player, but uh, at least one of them is a, is a franchise. I'm not. I can't recall if any of these others are are in that same boat. But I do know one of them is um, that uh, uh, it will be a free agent at the end of the uh, after the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go through the first two rounds of how I see it right now of um, the uh, uh, fantasy football 1.0. 2017 uh, uh, football draft, um, and then we'll go each month, whatever, whatever. I guess probably probably the middle of the month, just like I'm doing now, 
Um, and well, then we'll go from there from now until the August, where we really gear up for a fantasy July, August, before uh, a lot of people do their drafts mostly in August. Starting off the um, uh, number one, and you, this can be disputed, but I think this is how it's going to roll um, in, in the first round of the uh, uh, draft, the number one pick who's uh, been coveted. Uh, he ar- arguably could have been the number one pick. I think he probably was for a few people, maybe not. Uh, it wasn't for me, uh, unfortunately, but uh, I should have, in retrospect, quite naturally, I should have taken him. Uh, and I probably would have breathed, not breathed, but uh, uh, had a stronger lineup because I really had a stronger lineup, even though this guy didn't produce. Uh, I'm talking about Todd Gurley. Uh, I took him number one last year, and he didn't perform like a number one, even though in PPR he had – I, I think over half his games were in double digits. Maybe not high double digits, but he wasn't double digits. Anyway, my number one pick is David Johnson. Number two would be Ezekiel Elliott. Number three would le- be Le'Veon Bell. And then uh, number four would be uh, Antonio Brown. Number five would be Odell Beckham Jr. Number six would be LaShawn McCoy. Number seven would be Julio Jones, number eight, his uh, uh, teammate, a running back, Devontae Freeman. A healthy A.J. Green uh, takes over the ninth spot. Then I bring in Jordan Howard. Um, I, I wrestled with number 11, um, and I got to believe that he probably will fall to the second round uh, in most drafts leading up to the uh, uh, in August, but for now, Coming back a healthy Ron Gronkowski, I, I put him at 11. And to round off the number 12 spot in the uh, first round of the 2017 mock draft is uh, Mike Evans. What's your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm one of these guys, you know, uh, you know I, to me, you know, football should be 12 months of the year. I, I don't usually do my mocks until um, after mm-hmm. the uh, college draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm one of those people. I'm glad I didn't take um, Gurley because he was a disappointment. Um, you know, uh, I remember I read an article a long time ago that running backs on last place teams frequently put up disappointing numbers. If you're lucky, they, they make up for it with the PPR. And I think that might have been the case with Gurley because when you're behind by a lot, you know, you Guys, you know, there's a lot of three and outs, and there's a lot of throwing the ball. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, in half a season last year, Gurley proved that, you know, he was healthy and very productive. But uh, the thing is, you take a guy like that, you know, you make him the first pick on, you know, that can ruin your team. And that's why you got to really make the effort for your middle and your late picks because let's say, and I think you did this, you take – get Melvin Gordon in the middle, it makes up for the disappointment of a, of a, mm-hmm. of a Gurley, you know. Uh, right. But if, you know, you took Gurley and especially if, you know, a lot of times if he's your first pick, then you're waiting a long time for that second pick uh, and you don't get, you know, get lucky with a, with a Melvin Gordon or somebody like that, you know, you're, you're looking like a second, you know, second-rate team. Um, I mean, me, you know, uh, when, when – Gronk is healthy. He, he, you know, he's great. But I, I just, 
it's very hard for me to t- take a tight end, even Gronk, that early. And, and not just the fact that Gronk plays tight end, but also, uh, you know, because of his injury history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, last year, the year before, he was putting up the big numbers, but then he had a couple years before that where he was injured a lot. And believe me, you know, let's say four games is huge. That's like a third of the fantasy season. And then a lot of times, you know, he'll come back and then you you really can't start him with confidence because you don't know how much of the game he's going to play and how many he's going to catch. So then, he, you know, you can miss another start or two because of that. And it just, you know, I'm almost looking for the next Gronk, not Gronk, because the price tag is too high on Gronk. Um you know, it's funny. Somebody was talking about Jeremy Shockey the other day, and that was the guy. He was good, but he thought he was Gronk. He wasn't as good as Gronk. I mean, let's not get carried away. Uh, right. But I'll, I'll tell you, though, I wish uh, either in free agency or the draft, I wish the Giants would get a better tight end because it's like uh, they did bring back two from last year because it seems like usually it's a different starter every year. They, you know, they did bring back uh, Larry Donnell and Will Ty from last year, but big deal. They're not that good, and they didn't improve. <laughs> you know, so right. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I guess you know, cap management. You know, when teams make decisions like that, they might not want to pay a lot to a tight end. But come on, you know, uh, you you want a decent tight end, especially Giants have good receivers that could really. Uh, create good opportunities for a tight end who can catch. So, um, but you know, uh, I, I really think it might have to do with cap management. That's why the giants don't have great linebackers. They don't draft right. them high and they don't spend a lot of money on them in free agency. They prioritize the defensive line and the defensive backs because they know firsthand, if you have a, you know, a great pass rush, you have good defensive backs. It doesn't matter who your linebackers are. You can get by with average linebackers. Well, that's what, and see, the, and the problem is that when the Giants, and it, they've been historic for this, um, when you play the Giants, and with that type of thinking, and and and, and I follow through this, that if if it, they're, they're, whoever they're opposing has a decent tight end, has a tendency to do well because their linebackers are not good enough to cover a very good tight end or a, a good tight end, so. You you are right, and uh, they uh, some teams will put the strong safety to cover the tight end, but the Giants are usually using the strong safety to to help out in coverage with uh, the wide receivers. Right, and, right. And the, you know, in in those teams with that type of coverage, just tend week week after week to give up uh, a lot of yardage to uh, you know even average tight end. But mm-hmm. yeah, Giants been pretty generous to tight ends for a while, and that's, you know, one of the most matchup-dependent positions in uh, fantasy football for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have a second round that I want to go through, and um, this is probably, and I'm looking at it, um, one, two, three, four, five. In fact, it's probably more laden. Maybe it's probably evened out with uh, um running backs and wide receivers. Some of some of them um you probably can move or up or down, but uh I'm going to put them in this order for now. And uh, like I said, this is a work work in progress. It's going to change from this month to next and every month going uh, going forward. 
but this is how I have them right now. Uh, so, in the first round, um, and, and in the twelfth pick in the first round, I picked Mike Evans. Come back around again, I pick another wide receiver, and uh, and T. Y. Hilton at number thirteen, uh, first pick in the second round, at number fourteen, second pick in the first uh, second round is Jordy Nelson. Uh, number fifteen, and I think getting closer to the actual fantasy football draft. I think this guy is probably going to go somewhere in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised um, if he goes a lot higher in the first round. Uh, He made a big leap from the fifth, sixth, and seventh round where I was able to pick him up and told people about him, uh, and he blew up uh, and uh, unfortunately got hurt near the end of the season. But the injury wasn't serious enough that it's going to prevent him from uh doing a a uh doing it again in 2017. I'm talking about Melvin Gordon the third pick in the second round at number 15. Um and then we have a short run of uh running backs at 16 DeMarco Murray, at 17 Todd Gurley. Now that could be disputed that he may go lower. Um I think that he may go higher. Um believe it or not, or this may be just about right. Uh, he, to me, this is, this is, and I'll say this now, and I'll probably be saying each month leading up to it because I've always, I've t- said to a f- few people in the past, uh, uh, before the fantasy football season to a few people, got to look at the offensive philosophy and the offensive coordinator. When you look at, um, uh, the pieces that are going to use, be used in fantasy football. I'm looking at Todd Gurley, who's the uh, fifth pick in the second round at number 17, uh, to make a, I would say, uh, to reestablish himself as a type, top running back because of the offensive, uh, because of the head coach and the offensive philosophy that he's going to uh, and, 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 uh, uh, put into the Rams. Uh, and I think he, he's going to use him in, in multiple ways, which is going to benefit, especially in PPR. So, and, and, and I think Todd Gurley falls into the same category as Melvin Gordon fell in this year. People discounting him because he, he, they consider him a bust, to consider him not being as good as uh, he really is and will not think about him in the, quite naturally in the first round, more likely not in the second round. But I'm thinking this is where he should be, uh, if not in the first round, because um, he doesn't have that first-round re- resume due to the last, this past season. But this is a good spot to pick him up, in my opinion, because I think he's going to uh, – his first-round talent – with the new coaching staff and a new philosophy. So I have him at the first second the in the second round, the fifth pick. Right after that is Jay Ajay. Um and then we go back into uh, uh Des Bryant at number nineteen, then Lamar Miller at number twenty. His teammate DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, he fell down to the second round compared to the first round. And he could fall down even further depending on what they do at quarterback. 
because it's the quarterback, it's the quarterback, it's the quarterback with Houston. Um, Amari Cooper, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's the first quarterback. Um, people are anxious to get a quarterback. Don't take him in the first round. Probably will take him in the second round. Like put Aaron Rodgers in the tw- in the second round. Me myself, I'm not that guy. I'm I, I take just like Jeff take a quarterback way down there uh, in fifth, sixth, seventh round, maybe even further because the um, quarterbacks, the list of quarterbacks, capable quarterbacks that you can use, seems like it's getting bigger. Maybe not by a wide margin, but you can get a serviceable quarterback in the middle rounds versus trying to get him in the first uh, four rounds, um, five rounds. So Aaron Rodgers is the 23rd pick in, 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 the, um, in this draft, and then rounding off the second round would be uh, Brandon Cooks. What's your thoughts, Jeff? You know, um, when it comes to taking quarterbacks, decision to me depends on the scoring of that league because you know it could vary I mean most are kind of middle of the road but some leagues quarterbacks score a lot more points than others and if that's the case you know you want a guy like a Rodgers you could start every week unless he's injured or got a bye and and, you know I've done the quarterback by committee thing and frequently it sounds it's a lot better on paper than it is in reality. And you try to play the matchups, but it doesn't always work out and you could drive yourself crazy. Um, but uh, the thing is, at least with Rogers, if you take him in a second round or even the first, he's, he's worthy of that. He's the real deal. It's not all speculation. It's not like uh, some of these guys, you know, with a, with a small body of work, but Hey, even Rogers got off to, excuse me, to a slow start, you know, for him. This yeah, season. I was going to tell you that. Uh, I was going to, I was going to and, mention that. He right. did get off to and a I remember, start. you know, Peyton Manning once, you know, when he was yep. off in a uh, first-round pick, he once got off you know, at least one very slow start. But yep. the year he had the slow t- start, a lot of people were wary because he didn't play at all in the preseason, which the preseason, uh, you know, it doesn't count, but it's still important. And uh, I, I was staying away from him that year. I'll tell you, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins – is kind of puzzling, and I don't think it's his fault. You know, last year he puts up good numbers with Larry Moe and Curley playing quarterback, and then this year, for some reason, Lurch can't get him the ball, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lurch is a, a, my, my buddy who calls B.O., the, the, the quarterback, yeah, of uh, call him, B.O. Texans. And you know what? You know, getting back to Mike Goodtimes Evans, um, you see, his quarterback knows who his best receiver is and yep. makes every effort to get him the rock. Yep. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Mike, Mike Evans is very talented. There's other talented receivers like him in the NFL, but, you know, he's not fighting for targets. You know, right. uh, everybody knows he's, he's Winston's number one guy. Mm-hmm. And a guy who I like a lot is Cameron Brake and uh, the, the tight end, because he's the closest thing they got to a number two receiver in Tampa. And he, he emerged during the season, and uh, he uh, he hurt his back late in the year. I hope it's nothing serious. If he's healthy, he, he's definitely his, – his stock is way up, you mm-hmm. know, for tight end. Um, and uh, – but, but 
you know, that that's the thing with wide receivers. I mean, a, a lot of the great receivers can um, overcome bad quarterbacks to a point because there were times after Kurt, Kurt Warner where uh, Fitzgerald was putting up good numbers, but then for, for a while it just wasn't happening for him because, uh, you know, the quality of play dipped. And then with Amari Cooper, I mean, he, you know, just one of many talented receivers in the NFL. But uh, – uh, with Oakland, they drive you crazy because it seemed like this year one week Cooper would have a big game and then the next week it'd be Crabtree, and it was almost like they were alternating. So, you know, you take a wide receiver that high, you, you want good numbers every week, not every other right. week. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Maybe this year is the year that uh, Cooper emerges as the clear number one. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the talent's there for sure, and uh, – He's got he's got a talented quarterback throwing him the ball. Very important, of course, and uh, he should be back healthy for next year. Yeah, so I mean that that ends the uh, the two rounds. I could go further, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go two rounds. Um, I mean, you could dispute whether they go in the first or second round. Some of these players, or 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 um, in what order they go in, which is fine. Um, it's a work in progress. It's not. It's written in stone. It's just something I threw out there um, this this week to um, just keep fantasy football relevant in my mind um, because uh, I love fantasy football and I, um, I I'm into it 24 uh, seven for the most part and always trying to get that extra nugget of information that um, I can see uh, that can benefit picking up a jewel later in the first round, I mean, later in the uh, uh, late rounds of a draft that will benefit me and, and help me quite naturally push me over the top um, and possibly getting me that elusive the last few years, <coughs> excuse me, championship. But uh, that's all I have. Um um, I appreciate you joining me, Jeff. You got anything uh, that you want to say? Uh, oh, you know what? Let's talk about this. I, I just thought about this. I, I, I was re- I'd be remiss if not talking about it. That's, it's not fantasy football relevant, but it's real life football relevant. We got two games on. One game got moved from one o'clock to eight o'clock due to uh, severe storms in the Midwest. That's the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. But first, I want to talk about the four o'clock game, which would be the um, uh, Green Bay Packers uh, visiting the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. You know, the matchup last, yet uh, last, uh, uh, excuse me, Saturday, one was to me a no brainer because I really loved uh, uh, Atlanta. And the other one, um, I think it could have turned out better if I had better quarterback play, but I didn't. And, uh, um, and the result is what it was in Houston versus in New England. I don't think New England's going to the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, for those who think that they are New England fans and think New England is, is the way to go, uh, uh, for what I saw uh, against Houston, even though um, New England beat Houston by 30, uh, 16 points, um, uh, I got issues with New England, and I don't think they'll be able to get past their next opponent. Um, uh, especially if it's Pittsburgh, and I and I in my in my opinion, and this is probably the only time 
on the master plan, I'll be picking um, uh, actual teams to win, uh, is that the Pittsburgh Steelers will get the best of the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they're playing in Kansas City and the conditions, from what I understand, are going to be pretty brutal. Um, on the other hand, uh, Dallas rested, got two uh, uh, rookies that are probably contending for the rookie of the year. One of them is going to definitely win it. Um, I think it's a running back to, to be quite um, um, frank with with you people. Uh, uh, I mean you people, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that in. As soon as I said it, I said, oh, you know, that's, that's, I shouldn't have said that, but you know what I'm talking about, uh, people. Um but I think the um, Green Bay Packers, uh, the experienced Green Bay Packers, I know Jordy Nelson wasn't there last week, but it seemed like they didn't, miss, didn't skip a beat. It seemed like they have a conveyor belt of wide receivers. Ger- Geronimo Ellison, I think I got his name right, or Allison, um, took Jordy Nelson's spot, and it seemed like they didn't skip a beat. Um, and... Uh, I don't think that that's going to make a difference whether Jordy Nelson's there or not. I think because of the way that offense is set up and the, like I say, conveyor belt of wide receivers that they have, the talented wide receivers that they have, um, that um, the, the Green Bay Packers uh, will spoil the ride of Zeke and company uh, and Dak and company and move on to face the Atlanta Falcons, who looked absolutely, who dismantled. For those who watched that game yesterday, which I I, I, I picked Atlanta to win that game because uh, it was obvious Seattle's defense is not what it used to be uh, by far. And even with Earl Thomas, it was a tough defense, but it wasn't the same Seattle defense from years back. Um, they could be run on. Uh, they could be passed on. And Richard uh, uh, Sherman got his, uh, uh, you know what, handed to him yesterday, um, more than once. Um, and they and and uh, it looked like child's play that the Atlanta Falcons did to the Seattle Seahawks. It's going to be a tough game, whether it's Dallas or whether it's um, Green Bay. Uh, against the uh, Falcons, the number one scoring uh, offense in, in, in all, of, all of football. So, But I'm picking Green Bay to, to over Dallas today, and I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers over Kansas City Chiefs. What's your thoughts, Jeff? Um, yeah, I, I got to get going. But, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you that the Green Bay-Dallas is a very interesting matchup. Um uh, obviously, Dallas is going to control going to try to control the ball, um, and you know, as great as Prescott has been, he wouldn't be so great if it wasn't for Elliott. And, and I was I was a skeptic on Elliott, but he uh, he, he proved he proved a lot of folks wrong. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure about the conditions in KC. It's the both it's the same for both teams, but you know, you think it'll slow down the uh, high-flying uh, Pittsburgh offense. Um, I think they might – I don't know what a difference it will make. They might have – I think they have the uh, heat under the field in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, they got their own uh, speedy guy, uh, 
uh, you see now now that I'm not doing fantasy, I think that Tyreek Hill. Yes. And, yes. You know when you, I'll tell you though, these guys, and I was thinking about it yesterday with Devin Hester. Some of these return guys, you know, you they used to be. Oh, we got to find a way to get them the ball more. But sometimes these return guys aren't necessarily good receivers. But now, more and more uh, teams are uh, lining them up in the backfield just to get them put the ball in their hands. And uh, yes. I like that play. And uh, I think that's going to happen more in the future. But I got to run. And okay. uh, I'll, I'll catch up. Take care, Jeff. Good, good, right. to, good, good to talk to you. Yep. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. That was my uh, esteemed co host, Jeff. Um, that normally uh, uh, co-hosts on Thursday, which is the uh, FSP Cruise Show. Uh, he dropped by for a short time, which we always welcome any any callers, especially my co-hosts. Um, okay, people, uh, you you got my picks. I, I do like the Green Bay Packers, and I do like the Pittsburgh Steelers. These are two great games that, that uh, if you look at the line, um, matchups, are great matchups and great it should be great viewing for anybody who's a football fan. So this is going to be one hell of a week. A lot of things going on. Some good, some bad for others. And um, hopefully we'll get past it and uh, you'll um, we'll catch you on the other side, meaning I'll catch you uh, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time next week, which will be the 22nd of January, where we'll have a new president in place. Uh, and uh, we'll have decided who are, is going to go to the um, conference championships um, in, in, the, in the AFC and the NFC, which is next week. And that should be another exciting week to talk about. So until then, enjoy the rest of the today. Enjoy the um, <coughs> excuse me. Enjoy the uh, uh, playoffs. Or enjoy whatever that you are doing, whether with yourself, with your loved ones. Just enjoy and be safe. Otherwise, I'm out of here. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up.